So for the record, I haven't eaten yet. So if there's any stomach growling, I'm not sorry. Welcome back to Several Tangents. Just me again. Um, how's everyone's New Year's resolutions going? I mean, mine are like non-existent, so I guess they're going well. By the time this episode is up, January is pretty much almost over, which I think is pretty much the time that people start falling off the wagon for their New Year's resolutions. Sometimes it's not just, you know, the shininess wearing off or realizing that you really hate the smell of the gym. Sometimes you just don't really know how to organize your time. Like you want to do these things. You really do. You're just kind of in the slump, which is really what's going on with me. I don't have any New Year's resolutions, but I've been in a bit of a slump lately. I don't really know what it is. And I feel like if you're in the same demographic as me, which is 20 something year old, early 30s, you're probably aware of this productivity community on the internet. And, you know, they, they give a lot of tips to start your day right and how to be mindful of your intentions, whatever the fuck that means, and all that jazz. But, like, maybe it's just me being cynical. Maybe there's actually no basis to a lot of these tips. Or maybe the people giving these tips live a completely different life from the kind of life that I have. But none of these, like, productivity blogs or YouTube videos really help me. And like I said, a lot of these people live a completely different lifestyle than what I live and probably a different life from how a lot of you guys live. You know, I don't work from home. I also don't have a nine to five. Like my schedule is all over the place since I work in a hospital lab, which means sometimes I work night shifts, which these people never have night shifts. <laughs> they never talk about working the night shift. So yeah. It, it doesn't work for everyone. And I thought, you know, if you're anything like me, maybe I know some things that might help. So going down this route of New Year's resolutions and goal setting, I thought I might talk about the little ways to help you and me get our shit together. Now, like I said, my work schedule, um, even when, you know, I do have a full week's worth of work is all over the place because I work in a hospital lab. So some weeks I might be working all days. Some weeks I might be all evenings. Um, I don't usually work the night shift. That's usually just when I'm covering for someone, but it still happens. And especially now I am not working as much as I would like to. So I've got a lot of days off, which is really kind of the worst, not just because, you know, money, but also because I just end up doing whatever else rather than stuff that I've actually been meaning to do or stuff that needs to be done. Sometimes I'm just putting it off because I don't want to think about it. Sometimes, though, I just, like, it's not on my mind. And these days off are the worst because there's absolutely no structure to them. You know, when you have a work day, you might have stuff that you need to get done in the morning before you go to work and then you're at work for however long. And then, you know, you've got your commute back. Maybe you've got stuff that you need to get done before the end of the day. And then, you know, the next day, rinse and repeat. So that's very structured and 
it might be very monotonous to some people, but you can't deny that it kind of also helps you get into the swing of doing stuff. So, so if you know you're like me, where you have a lot of days off, or you have an unconventional type of job, or you're working from home. Having some kind of structure definitely helps. It already puts you in a slightly more disciplined mindset, and then it's just kind of like little reminders that you've got stuff to do. Because my problem is when I don't have a structure, I just kind of, you know, as humans are want to do,、um, go for the path of least resistance and just do the thing that I enjoy but is not necessarily productive. So I know some people like writing down what their ideal day is like. So they want to wake up at seven a.m. and the morning routine until seven thirty, and then they're going to have breakfast, and then they're going to go to the gym, and then when they come back, their lunch, and like very by the clock. And that's not me. If that works for you, that's great.、Um, but I like more flexibility, so I like having a general idea of what my day should look like. So when I have my days off, I try to hit the gym by eleven thirty because the gym that I go to actually,、um, because it's a kickboxing gym, so they actually close at around noon to like two thirty or something, and then they reopen. So if I want to. Actually, make it in time. I have to get there by a certain time, so that gets me motivation to wake up by a certain time, and then I'll go to the gym. Um, for some people, going to the gym makes them automatically productive, but for me, it kind of doesn't because I fall into this trap of being like, okay, I've already gone to the gym, I've already done something for today, I don't feel like doing anything else today. Sometimes that's fine, and sometimes it's really not, but still. You know, reminding myself to go to the gym—that's already a piece of a routine. And then I'll come back, I'll make and have lunch, and then I go take a shower. And that kind of kickstarts the day. It makes me feel like I've got more going on than just vegging out in front of the computer. Sometimes, though, wanting to put more structure in your day doesn't translate to actually having more structure. And the biggest reason of that for me is distractions. I'm the kind of person who can get kind of easily distracted, but then I will focus on that distraction. Like, I will block out everything. So it's good if that distraction is something that's productive, but usually it's not. So limiting those distractions is pretty much the key to getting me to be productive. For most people, their distractions are their phones. You know, you're scrolling through social media or falling into. The spiral of recommended videos on YouTube, and the next thing you know, it's like 3 a.m. and you haven't even eaten yet. Putting away your phone or your laptop or whatever might help, but what if you need that to actually do what you're doing? There are some apps that kind of help with distraction, like on phones. Like there's apps that kind of reward you for not going on your phone.、Um, so the longer you leave your phone idle, I don't know. I think there's one that's like a tree. Like the faster your tree grows. Um, and then there are also apps for Chrome. I think that like will block certain sites after a certain time. So, you know, if you're allotting yourself like 20 minutes to just scroll through Tumblr, it'll block Tumblr after 20 minutes. You don't necessarily need apps like that.、Uh, if you're a little bit more disciplined, I actually recommend setting timers for yourself.、Um, whether that's like an actual timer on your phone that will ring and be like, "Hey, time to get back to work," or "Hey, time to take a break," or like just milestones as timers. So when I need to be productive, the time that I eat is kind of my time to be distracted. Like I will watch 
mindless YouTube videos for the time that it takes me to eat. And then after I'm done eating and put away my stuff, then I'm going to get back to work. Or, you know, if you're studying, you're going to read however many chapters, and then that's time for your break. And, you know, let's say you choose YouTube videos for your break. Well, you're going to watch two YouTube or three or whatever. Like, and, or maybe you'll set a time for that. I don't know. But basically, you have to start setting limits to give yourself enough time to do the stuff that you do so that you're not stuck in your distraction. And I got to say, it is important to take breaks. For me, like, I have chronic neck and shoulder issues, posture related issues that are completely my fault, but you know, they're still there. So spending a long time in front of the computer or just in a single sustained position is really bad for you. Or if you're an artist, you know, you got to remember to stretch out your hands so you don't get carpal tunnel syndrome. Ergonomics, people. But it also helps to refresh your mind. Like, especially if you're tackling something that's more of a problem that you're trying to solve. Sometimes you do just need to step away, take a break, and come at it at a new angle. So this is going to be a relatively short episode, but this part is probably going to be the longest because there is more to talk about. And I think this is probably everyone's favorite part when it comes to, like, being productive, which is planning. So we're talking bullet journals, planners, calendars, agendas, which are all like really fun. Like I love stationery, you know, as much as the next millennial woman likes stationery, but I don't think anyone's joking when they say it is a problem. So I guess kind of We'll start with bullet journaling because I think that's the trendiest thing when it comes to productivity and planning. Um, Bullet journaling in its original form is pretty minimal and simple. If you don't know what it is, basically it's like just a system of note keeping and task keeping. So the original idea started out as like you would have a notebook, any notebook, you would write out a day's date at the top of the page, and then you would write down all your to-dos, all your events, whatever. And then there's like a little key to denote ones are to-dos, notes and events. And then if you do a task, then you mark it off a certain way. Basically, that's the general gist of it. But because it's so simple. It's also very flexible and customizable. So I'm sure you've, you've been on YouTube or Pinterest or Tumblr or Instagram. You must have come across like a bullet journal content of some kind. And people get really creative with it, which is really cool. Like I used to be really into bullet journaling. Um, for anyone who knows me well enough, you'll know that I'm pretty artistic. Like I drew both the old um, logo design for several tangents and this current one. I actually used to do digital art for a bit of side money, a bit. So like, yeah, doing art and journaling sounds pretty ideal to me. And I used to do all these pretty like trackers, like habit trackers and goal trackers. And then these like pretty, you know, planning spreads for my week and whatever. And I actually used to do like a watercolor painting like not just splashes of color, but like an actual, um, I, I did a couple portraits. I actually had a theme for one bullet journal, which was like kick-ass women. So like one month was Tomb Raider. So I painted landscapes from the Tomb Raider game. And then the next month was Orphan Black. So I drew all the clones for each week in watercolor, which was time consuming. It was fun, but it was time consuming. And then I'm also a perfectionist. So the art side aside, um, I was getting really caught up in how I filled out 
each tracker and day. Like my handwriting didn't look nice or this circle didn't look quite right. It it was getting kind of ridiculous. And I started to really lose track of what it was that I was really trying to do, which I think is kind of the problem for a lot of people, especially people who are kind of busy and their field isn't in the creative arts field. Um, people get too caught up in what tracker to use or what spread to use, um, how to lay out their spread. And again, the nice thing with the bullet journal is that it's completely customizable. So like, you know, you can change it to how you want it. Like I like my weekly spreads to look a certain way because I need to look at certain information at a glance. So that's going to be there when I make my own goddamn journal. But it takes a lot of time to make your own goddamn journal. Plus, when you get into like the creative side of bullet journaling, you spend a lot of money on like the supplies, which isn't good because sometimes you don't end up using a lot of the supplies. And we all want the nicer bullet journals um, that have good quality paper or like the, you know, prettiest markers and whatever. And that costs money, money that you may or may not have to spend on shit like that. So the alternative to that is like a structured planner. I kind of like my planners to hold a lot of information because I just like seeing it all in one place. And structured planners sometimes helps with that. Um, I've seen a lot of planners that are like, like the bullet journal, half planner, half journal. So there's actually like a prompt, like, what are you grateful for today? Or what's a positive thing that happened today? How will tomorrow be better? What did you learn today? And then you'll have like box for to do's and box for your schedule, which again, like I have this thing with cool looking layouts. That's my jam. Problem I found with structured planners is that they're too structured and it's hard to cater them exactly how I want them to look. So it takes so much time to make a bullet journal because I'm doing every spread by hand, but then a structured journal that I buy is not covering what I need. So I tried to make my own digital planner um, because I have like an iPad with an app pencil. So I have an app, which is its own little community also on the internet. But I changed my mind a lot and it's just not flexible enough for me. Like I'll, you know, spend weeks making like three months of it with all the structure that I think I need, like all the time blocks and all the little boxes for to do's and I make it exactly how I want it. And then I use it for a little bit and I find that it's not actually that helpful to me or I don't need certain things and and I have to change certain things. And it takes a lot of time to change that because it's now a PDF file. So really, I'm still trying to figure out the best thing that works for me. I think I might go back to bullet journaling just because it's the most flexible and I just have to remind myself to keep it fairly simple so that I'm not caught up in all the aesthetic. But yeah, I think the takeaway really is to find what works for you. There are also apps. Um, there are like bullet journal apps, which basically have a schedule to do and calendar kind of all in one. And I've also tried using this app called Notion, um, which I found on YouTube. It was a recommended video, which is pretty flexible. And I actually started out using it to plan podcast stuff. But I've also found that some people kind of use it as a bullet journal. So I tried doing that. But the problem with that is that it's not easily accessible for me because it, it like there are mobile apps and it's also a browser 
um, app. And I, I just don't find myself opening apps to check stuff as much when it comes to like events and stuff I need to do. But when I had a journal, I would actually open my journal and check, you know, what it is that I have that I need to do today. So that didn't really work out. At the end of the day, really, it's just finding what works for you. I'm still working on that. I think I might go back to having a bullet journal, but, um, and hopefully that will at least give me a little bit of a boost. The other struggle also is checking your journal or your planner or whatever to remember what it is that you actually have to do throughout the day. Cause it's one thing, you know, a lot of these like bloggers and productivity videos are like, in my morning, I will, open my journal and check what it is that needs to be that needs to be done and then blah 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 but they don't usually go into like remembering to check your journal throughout the day it is important to have checkpoints um throughout the day so that you are on track but yeah i don't know like obviously i'm kind of overcomplicating things because i just have very very specific needs and wants and i'm a perfectionist so a lot of my struggles might not apply to you or vice versa, you might have struggles that for me are like a no-brainer. It's important to just figure out what works for you. Um, the point is, you know, to actually try to do something about your lack of productivity. Universally, though, a little bit of organization at the very least, you know, whether it's just a to-do list or a calendar generally helps. Whatever it is that you try you know, however, whatever means you have of limiting distractions or giving your day structure or planning out your week, you got to make sure you go back to the whole smart goals thing, which is at the very least, make sure that it's sustainable, something that you can constantly do and not get too time consuming, which is obviously then counterproductive. And also that it's reasonable for you to do like bullet journaling is fun and it's pretty but when you spend more time than you have on making your spreads look nice, well, that's just kind of counterintuitive. But anyway, hopefully that wasn't too rambly and this was somewhat helpful. Um, I find that usually when I do episodes by myself, it's either spilling tea or trying to give tips. That is what it is. So yeah, uh, if you guys have any other tips or, you know, if you found something that works for you, reach out on the social media, Twitter and Instagram at several tangents, or you can send an email several tangents at gmail.com. Um, I mean, you're already listening to the podcast, so you know where to find the podcast, but in case you want to switch to a different app or whatever, we're pretty much available on like everything. And if you are able to on whatever app you're listening on, follow or subscribe to the podcast and leave a review um, if it's possible, like on Apple Podcasts. It would be fantastic if you left us a review. And yeah, that's it for this week. It's a short episode. Bye. <laughs>